Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. I must say that Melissa and I are feeling, what would you say, re-energized, refreshed, reset? After our latest couples trip? Yeah, we uh, just got back from Maui. It was pretty quick. We left on Wednesday, midday, got back Friday, midday, but it was really fun. We It was a bucket list trip for Melissa. She's like, how long have you wanted to do the road to Hana? I don't know. I probably saw a picture of it on Pinterest a long time ago, and I've always wanted to. Yeah, ever since then. And we have some of our best friends here, the Smiths, Jeremy and Shauna, and they have five kids and we have five kids and all of our kids have someone their age and they all play and get along great. And so we thought, what the heck, we will find two awesome babysitters, which we have. And they watched 10 kids. <laughs> we left them with two minivans and 10 kids. And we went to Maui. And it was super fun. It was it would have been fun regardless, but it was really special doing it with the, the Smiths. It was really fun. And we realized that this episode today, if we want to talk about why we go on couples trips, why we think it's important, how to pull it off. And yeah, just details about that. Yeah. So Melissa and I probably for several years now have had a commitment that we would do a quarterly getaway, just the two of us. And we haven't made it every quarter, but I bet we can count on less than one hand, the amount of quarters we've missed in the last several years. And just before we go any further, they're not all extravagant. They're not like trips to Maui and the road to Hana. And by the way, Maui's easy for us because we're here on Oahu and it's a 30 minute flight and the tickets are really inexpensive. So sometimes literally our getaways for the day or it's a staycation or sometimes it, it is bigger, but we just, from our background and our history of almost having been divorced, we just, I think for us, there's this extra added incentive that like, we don't ever want to take each other for granted. And we know that if we're not making intentional like investments and deposits in our relationship, it's just easy to lose sight of it. And we hear from couples all the time. We hear from couples who will say like, oh, it's been five years, eight years, 10 years since we've been on a trip without our kids. And so we believe that you can make it happen. May not have to be quarterly at first, but we just want to share some really practical ways and just how important it is and maybe kind of our intention for when we go on these. And, and three of them are kind of random each year. So three of the four and one we want we have the intention that one of the quarterly getaways each year is around some type of like personal growth, personal development that at the time is interesting to us. Could be around finances, could be around leadership, could be around intimacy, whatever it is, but something that is just kind of a fun thing for us. Yeah. I'd actually say that two of them are more intentional because our anniversary is January 5th. And so we usually use our anniversary as an opportunity to go away for the day or the night or, you know, whatever it is, depending on the year. But we always in that, on that getaway, getaway, we're talking about the upcoming year, like what are our goals and our vision? 
Yeah, that's true. I, guess, I hadn't really thought about that. And that's an easy one to kind of, I guess, quote unquote, justify, right? Because it's like, it's expected you would go on an anniversary trip. So your anniversary trip could be one or your anniversary trip, your anniversary could be one that's baked in every year. And you're right. That's where we actually finalize our word for the year, our kind of theme for our family for the year. So that one has an intention. I've also found that your kids, they come to just expect it and not just expect it. They support it. Like our kids will ask. It's funny since we were in Hawaii, they're like, Hey, when you guys haven't done a quarterly getaway, when are you guys doing a quarterly getaway? And they kind of reminded us. And so we did one to Waikiki. And then that was the first quarter we were here. Just we went to town for one night and then the second quarter has been Maui. And I also would like to think that hopefully we're modeling and demonstrating for our kids just the importance of yeah, investing in your relationship, investing in your marriage. So first, okay, practically speaking, because I know there's going to be people listening to this that are like, we haven't been on a couple's getaway in years. Like, how is it possible that you do this every quarter? And how could you do this on a budget? Or, you know, what whatever the, all the things are. The so house, just, all of the house. Yeah. And, and and that is the only thing that would keep you from actually going on a couple's trip if you wanted to. The only thing that would keep you from going is, well, how would we do it? It wouldn't be the desire to go. It wouldn't be the fun that you would have. It's just the house. So maybe let's just start tackling the list of the house. What's maybe the biggest how would you say? Or go ahead. I would Okay. So what I would say to start off, I think is mindset. Mm. I think that's like the biggest how, because I do hear from so many people like that say, I, we can't leave our kids or it would be hard or we couldn't afford it. Yeah. But I think I, yes, totally. But even before that, I think it's this idea of realizing how important it is. So you're saying before you even start thinking about the money, before you even start thinking about the how, it's just realizing like, this is really important to do this. Yes. Because I hear from people like Chris alluded to a minute ago that say they've never, they haven't gone on you know, made the effort to do this. And sometimes, it, you know, their kids are getting older. And I've heard from couples who say, hey, my kids are getting into high school. And I can see really soon that they're, my kids are going to be leaving the house. And we're going to be all alone, my husband. And, and I don't even really know him anymore. I don't even know if we like each other. We haven't been alone in so long. I'm kind of scared of what that might look like. So I realized that Oh, I need. I don't want to get to that place. I don't want to, you know, fast forward however many years. I don't ever want to feel like I'm nervous about the future and about my relationship. I want to. I want it to be a continual investment and intention that we're doing stuff together and that we're where I'm never worried. Yeah, I guess that's a really good point. And there's that saying, you know, the cliche of like, when the why is big enough, the how will figure itself out. Mm-hmm. So if you really are clear on like, why would we? invest in a regular getaway, whether that's annually, biannually, quarterly, whatever it is, why, why would we even do this? I think you bring up a good point. It's like, well, because we want to like really like each other and spend time alone together and making like regular investments. Like it doesn't, this doesn't happen. Like a strong marriage doesn't happen by default. Like it's created by design. And we've talked about on the podcast before that strong families are made up of strong couples and strong individuals, but like a huge cornerstone of strong families and strong marriage. Yeah. And I think that getting outside of your normal routine, whatever it is, just get stepping outside of that together. You're allowed to engage in conversations that you wouldn't otherwise. You're allowed to see each other in 
new lights that you might not otherwise, you know, take on adventures together and do things together. I think it's so important. Okay. So if we talk about the why still for, so, so one thing I hear you saying is, okay, so why would we do this? One, so that we make sure that we really truly know each other and we continue to stay connected, knowing each other. Two, I found that for us, we always come back from these couples trips, like re-energized, recharged, renewed focus and vision for our, our individual like lives and what we're creating collectively. So I'd say another why is just like the momentum and the connection that happens. So first is staying connected. Second, the momentum that can get you know created from this. I'm going to throw this out there. On this trip that we just got back from, Chris and I, we had some conversations that were kind of hard or challenging. Like maybe things that we maybe should have talked about a long time ago, but maybe didn't. But being together on a couple of trips allows you to kind of face things head on. You maybe there's yeah, like things that aren't working. Maybe you get to talk about them. So it's not like we always come back like Chris just described, but sometimes in the middle, it can be a little messy, but I think that's good. I think it's, you wouldn't not want to have those conversations. I think it's important to, you know, if you get on a couple strip and you're realizing like, Oh my gosh, this isn't what I thought it would be like. I think that's okay. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that we have this like rigid intention that every couple's trip has to be like mind blowing, like insights and like downloads and connections. But I think it's just kind of for Melissa and I, it's come to, we've gotten used to just knowing that like, Hey, we're going to have a lot of fun and we are going to like talk about things that matter. Like we're going to connect around us, our children, business, like whatever it is. But it, it isn't like we, at the beginning, say, okay, from 9 a.m. to noon every day, we're going to do this. And then from noon to three, we're going to have our serious talks. It's very fluid. It's very fun. But I also think it'd be easy to go on a couple's trip and just kind of just have fun and keep it surface level. And you'd come back, you know, re-energized in some ways. But I also think it is a time to like really talk about things that matter for sure. Okay. Is that enough about the why? Like... Yes. So basically, <laughs> to Melissa's point, it really does matter. We're not just talking about, oh, yeah, I could do a couple's trip for the sake of doing one. It's like, so fun. Yeah, you have to do it. It's deeper than that. Okay. All right. So the how, if I'm, I think one of the first things that would come up for me as a how is like, okay, how do we pay for these? Totally. Especially if there's kids involved and childcare yeah, it can feel almost impossible. And I think it's a big hindrance for a lot of couples, especially when your kids are little. Yeah, not just the childcare, but like the cost to get on, the, you know, if we're going to stay the night somewhere, how do we pay for a hotel or... And so I think, and by the way, uh, those 10 kids we mentioned are still all at our house. So if you hear any kids in the background, we're trying to keep 10, quit, 10 <laughs> children quiet. I think it was just getting really creative. Again, if you're committed to do it, like, I don't think this is one of those situations where it's like, okay, we're going to go on a couple's trip if everything works out. It's like, no, you put it on the calendar. You're like, no, we are going, we're committed to going and we're going to create the possibility. Like whatever needs to happen, we're just going to create it and make it happen. So some of the things we've done in the past is we've actually swapped kids, like watching someone else's kids. So we've said, Hey, you guys go on a overnight, overnight or yeah. two, two, three day weekend. And then. And we enroll them in that and they get excited about it because they want to do a couple's trip as well. So you could find another couple that you enjoy spending time with that 
your kids and their kids get along and enroll them into the possibility of like doing a kid swap and helping each other out. That's one of your biggest expenses oftentimes with a little getaways, paying someone to watch the kids. And I, I know for moms, this can sound really scary if you've never left your kids before with, with someone else, like feeling like you have to relinquish some of that control. Like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't necessarily know what they're going to eat for dinner. You don't know what time they're going to go to bed. It can feel scary, but the reward I think outweighs the uncertainty or the scary for a night or two. And I would say in our experience, in most every experience, like in almost every case, like your kids are going to be fine. (laughs) Kids are resilient. Like they're probably going to flourish. They're going to love, they're going to love some time away from mom and dad in their own way, like a little bit different routine and maybe a different structure and a little more freedom. There's obviously family members you can enroll. You know, like, and if you, and it might take some enrolling, right? Like you might tell your family member, like, it's really important that we go on this couple's getaway and we're really committed to this. And, you know, and we've gotten creative before where one family member watches them for one night and the next family watches them the, the next night. And again, I would think as a mom, you might think, oh my gosh, not only am I leave my kids, but they're going to get shuffled around to different people. And that's going to be upsetting to them. My experience is the kids are like, awesome. We get to party with aunt. And uncle, then we get to party with grandma and grandpa. And it's just for them, it's a fun adventure. Yeah, I totally agree. So we've swapped with other couples. We've enrolled family members and they're watching our kids. The other thing from an expense standpoint, there's been times where we've just done a day. Like our mm-hmm. getaway is all day, but it's something. And again, nothing crazy. Like we'll pack lunches and go on a, like a really big hike and then maybe eat one meal out and just spend that day talking and connecting and I do find that the couple's trips we go on where we're kind of active in some way, nothing doesn't have to be anything strenuous, but like when we're just kind of out moving, hiking, walking, looking around, road tripping, driving, adventuring kind of Mm -hmm. seems to be where we have a lot of like cool conversations and insights. And then if you are going to like do an overnight and it is super budget friendly, go camp together. Like when's the last time you went camping, just the two of you? Like you would have an absolute blast or sleep in the back of your minivan or the back of your truck or the back of your car or like it does not have to. I guess I'm saying if there's anything around the money that's a limitation for you, it really doesn't have to be. I agree. Yeah, you said that perfectly. What other what's what other what's another how that would get in the way? Child care. Or, well, first, we were just talking about money, which happened to involve child care. Yeah, I think that I think the childcare, yeah, could be a totally separate one. I feel like is there anything you'd add there? No, other than I think you can just uh, there is possibilities like to enroll someone into helping you there. Oh, another thing that Melissa and I like when we have planned a couple's getaway that we was maybe where something we'd identified, hey, we're willing to invest a little more time and money into this. It was a creation. Like maybe we're in the first quarter of the year and we're planning the fourth quarter's getaway and we start saving money. Because I can, I know that like the greatest intentions of the world don't do anything unless it's on the calendar. But if it's on the calendar, we'll either take that little bit of extra money we could save towards that every month and spend it there, invest it there, or we'll spend it on something else. So again, it's all, I would just look at it like a creation, like set the intention to do it, be really clear on why, and then see it as like, okay, we get to create this. Now, if you haven't done a couple's trip in a long time, I would say don't jump straight to like having an intention to do a quarterly getaway. Just do one. Like get one on the calendar within the next week and then figure out how you're going to create it and pull it off and make it happen. And then let the experience of that one 
help you realize like, wow, we should do more of these. I've never, now I'm sure this has happened, but I've never met a couple that we've challenged us with that's done it that hasn't come back and said like, wow, we should have done that a lot sooner. Yeah. And it might open up things that, like I kind of said earlier, it might not be perfect and dreamy, but it's like, okay, we know where we're at. Like, here's a baseline. Let's work to create in our relationship, like what we would want. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes in the day-to-day life with kids, it's, you're just busy enough and just you're pouring yourself in just enough of other, of the other things to not have to confront some things that maybe would be useful to confront. But when you get on a couple's trip, again, like Melissa said, I wouldn't shy away from that and I wouldn't be discouraged by it. It's like, okay, this came up and this is a useful thing though. Yeah. We want to have fun on our couple's trip. We want to, you know, dream together, plan together about the future, but we also want to confront things. I guess, Melissa, that's one of the things that for me is always seems to come out of our couple's trip that maybe you can speak to is like, why is it so important to dream together as a couple? And it seems like every couple's trip we go on, we talk about possibilities and life and dreams and things we want to do. That is a great question. I think that it gives you something to look forward to. Like something that you're creating together. I think that's like some of the joy of life is in, I think, creating dreams together and the future together and having things to look forward to. So if you were going to give a couple who's going on a couple's getaway, Mm -hmm. a bit of a framework, not around their activities, like let's say they, whatever activity they chose, but if it was adventurous and fun for them, what kind of framework would you give them around? Because it could also be kind of scary. You're like, okay, what do we talk about? You know, the two of us haven't been alone for a day or two days, much less for years. What would be like, maybe like a three part little framework or like three things that they could like talk about if you were just giving them ideas. I think like you just kind of said, you could, the first thing would be talk about the future together. Maybe you make, maybe you're making goals. Maybe you're not, maybe you're just talking about the future, but talking about what you, what your dreams would be together. Yeah. And I also think it's cool to talk about your dreams individually with each other mm-hmm. so that you're both clear. So I think it could be like, what are, what are our dreams around? What are we creating together as a couple and in our family? And then what are my dreams? What are your dreams? And like, how do we support each other? Love that. Yep. A second thing that you could do is like, Hey, is there anything like, is there anything for us to confront like that we want to upgrade or improve or work on or something that's just not, it's out of alignment with us in our relationship? Yeah. I think a really great question might be, how do you experience me as your wife right now? And then Chris asking me, Hey, how do you experience me as your husband right now? And that really opening the conversation up to truth that can be, I don't know, just truth. And truth can be hard to hear sometimes. Maybe it's not, but I think that it's important. Yeah, and I would also maybe on that caution that like, how do you experience me as your husband or how do you experience me as your wife, which Melissa and I have done that pretty regularly, isn't an opportunity to just shower someone in blame and criticism. It, 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 and this takes some practice and Melissa and I think I've learned the hard way, but it's like, being able to speak your truth around how you experience someone that maybe where they could upgrade, but like in a way that's really loving and and kind. 
Yeah. With the intention of growing closer together. Like that's why you're having the conversation, bringing it up is because you want to become closer. So if there's anything in the way of that, I feel like that's a good question to maybe bring that up. Okay. So one is around dreams. One is around just maybe some like confronting some really useful things that would have you be more connected. I'd say a third one for us that we, every couple trip we've ever been on, we talk about our kids and you might be thinking, I thought the whole idea behind a couple's trip was to get away from your kids. That's part of it, but it's really not talking about our kids. It doesn't dominate the trip, but it's really, it seems like we're able to talk about our children in a completely different, from a completely different perspective when we're not around them every day. But it's really talking about like, how can we support each of our kids and where they're at right now? Like, what do they need? Or how can we make the biggest difference for them right now as their parents? Yeah, it is interesting how sometimes creating a little separation, even if just for the day, how that does allow you to kind of look at everything, look at your child, your relationship with them a little more objectively. Okay. So in closing, I would say, and I almost have something else to say, but I, my, my, my challenge to you, if you're already, if you're already really good about a cor- an annual getaway, do a biannual. If you're already good about a biannual, do a quarterly. If you haven't done it at all, just schedule your first one. But in the next week, get a couple's, getaway on the calendar and whatever that looks like is what it looks like for now. You can experiment with things later, but get a couple's getaway on, on the, the calendar. calendar before the end of the year, before the end of the year. And if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. And once it's on the calendar, think right now what you're willing to invest, what the budget is. So you can start creating the resources to make it happen and start enrolling someone in watching your kids. Now, even if it's several months from now, when the trip's actually going to happen. Yeah. And the thing I wanted to add is I I re- remember this story that a few years ago, my parents went on a trip and my dad kind of planned it and he didn't really ask my mom for her input. He just kind of planned it himself. It was like an insane hike. And I don't, they were like in their fifties at the time and it was miles and miles. And she, the whole time was like, not enjoying herself at all. So when you're planning this trip, I mean, it was fine. Like, but she was, they laugh about it now. They laugh about it now, but it was not what she would have chose to do on their trip. So rather than one, like the husband or the wife, one of you planning the trip, I would say maybe start dreaming together now about what that trip is going to be and plan it together. Do it something that you both will enjoy maybe, and maybe you like different things, but find, you know, maybe a location that you can agree on and maybe you do a smaller hike and then maybe do a half day of shopping in the city or whatever it is. that's going to make the trip like super enjoyable for both of you. And the last thing I would say when you're coming, when you're thinking about planning, just to take some pressure off, Melissa and I have talked about this a lot and, and always surprised that our most memorable family vacations and, and this is for us and our kids. They agree that as a family, our most memorable family vacations, and then Melissa and I, our most memorable couple getaways are usually the simplest. It's the ones we spent the least amount of money on, where the focus wasn't like the extravaganza, if you will, or like the fancy anything. It was just us being together, spending time together, like making fun together. And creating, you know, memories. So no pressure. Just get something that like on the calendar before the end of the year. 
it might be kind of useful and fun to share some things that we've actually done as part of our quarterly getaways, just to give you just ideas of some of the yeah different ideas and different experiences. So the yes. first one that comes to mind for me, it was one of my favorite is we went to Sedona and we ate some really fun lunches. We packed a lot of our own food though. We went on a really fun hike that Melissa and I are not normally like, I wouldn't consider us like very adventurous hikers, but we went mm-hmm. on a pretty long hike for us. And we ate out a couple meals. We slept in the back of our truck one night and cooked in a Dutch oven. It was really fun. <laughs> that was really fun. Yeah. Sedona, that was just like a fun, that was, our intention was to have more of an outdoorsy kind of like spiritual. We went and had our auras read. We meditated up on uh, Cathedral Rock. It was fun. One that comes up for me is, I wouldn't normally recommend this, I guess, because it was a business trip that Chris was going on, but he only had to speak for like an hour or two. And then the rest of the trip was going to be for us to... Which is a hint, by the way, a clue. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can piggyback things off of, like, and I think most of I've missed opportunities like that over the years, but it's like, oh, hey, I'm going on this trip and I only have to be working for a few hours or half a day. Let's tack on a couple's trip. Yeah. It doesn't count as a couple's trip if you don't actually see each other on the trip. (laughs) But this one, he was only going to be working for a couple hours. So I went with them to Utah and we went to Park City. And again, we it was a hike that I remember most. It was up above Park City and there wasn't a lot of people for whatever reason. There wasn't a lot of people around that day, but the clouds like came down into the mountain and I couldn't even, we couldn't even see five feet in front of us. We were hiking in the clouds. It was so amazing. Another one that comes to, uh, actually, there's two more that come to mind for me that were like a little speaking engagements that you, we tacked on and made a couple strip out of. We went to Utah one time again. I only had to speak for a couple hours and then we had no idea what we we're going to do. We just knew it was going to be our getaway. So that's another thing. Sometimes we just know we're going to a destination. We haven't even planned. We get into Utah and it happens to be the parade of homes, which is where they basically sell tickets for people to go tour these really beautiful homes in these beautiful areas. We just drove all over Utah looking at homes. And loved it. Another time I needed to go to Charleston, South Carolina and just do about a half day's work with a client. So Melissa came and we, same thing. There was a, there's a history walk. We walked all around, got to know the history of Charleston, ate some, you know, fun food, like that was different for us. And just really like kind of soaked in the culture of the charm. Charleston, we've done bike tours in cities before where we've just gotten, stayed in the downtown area and rode a bike and got a bike tour around. We went to a Dave Ramsey Entree Leadership Conference. That was a little bit more bigger of an investment, but it was one of the things that we were committed to that year was, again, once a year, we're going to do some type of personal development. And that was really fun. It was in San Diego. Yeah. And a couple of the other smaller ones are just little road trips in our home state, which has been Arizona up until the last six months. But I remember we've gone to Jerome. Bisbee. Bisbee. Where else? Sedona was one Sedona, of those. Yeah. And again, the road trips are always super simple, super affordable. Yeah. It's just going to, you know, on the road trip. And we, I would say my favorite part of those is actually the road trip. How much we talk in the car and listen to podcasts together or whatever it is. Oh, we went fishing. Remember we went fishing? That was fun. That was just yeah. last year. I've gotten into fly fishing a little bit. I don't know that I would call myself a fly fisher. Not, I'm not uh, skilled enough yet, but I've, I've fly fished a decent amount. 
and Melissa wanted to experience it and I wanted to take her. So we road tripped over to New Mexico on the San Juan River. Yeah. Yeah. And stayed in this little cabin on the San Juan River and fly fished for a day. It was really fun. Oh, that was really different because that was something that I'm not a fire fly fisher woman. I've never been fly fishing, but that was a new like adventure that we got to experience together, a new skill. That was really fun. I think too, as we're talking and I'm just sharing some of these, some of them have been literally, we go into a major city and we don't leave the city and that like, and we kind of intentionally, like, we're just going to explore this city. And then some of them are completely extremes from that, like fly fishing and staying in this tiny little cabin in the middle of nowhere and on the San Juan river. And so I think just mixing it up too has been a lot of fun for us. Yeah. And it's always really important. We love eating like good food. So that's something you could come together at the beginning is researching like, okay, where are the best places to eat? Or what is, is this city known for like a particular food? And where would we, we ate barbecue in was it St. Louis where yeah. we ate barbecue before. Yeah. St. Louis, it's famous for barbecue. So we were like, okay, where's the best place to eat barbecue? When I went on another business trip with you to St. Louis. So just planning, yeah, those little details together. I don't think I'd have shared that as a hack, but it's kind of coming up that a lot of our really fun trips, it's like something was already happening Mm -hmm. and we just created it for both of us to be there. And so look for those opportunities. Maybe if you travel for work, you know, your wife or husband could fly with you to your work trip or meet you out there after your work trips over and just stay one or two days longer, you know, some of our ideas. Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.